Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 253, recorded live on the YDF Media Network on August the 15th, 2023. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined as always by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. What is going on, my friend? You tell me. Um, you know, just figured I'd, you know, do a little show today, you know? Yeah, why not? It's Tuesday morning, so it's time to, you know, Get this thing rolling of ours that we've been doing for nine years. So, uh, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. And we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. My friend, um, whirlwind week that we've had. Okay. Uh, you know, launching the Two Men in the Mouse Patreon, which is now available at patreon.com slash two men in the that's the numeral two men and the mouse um and you know we had a great response i was like really shocked at how good of a response we had yeah it was it was definitely something yeah i mean you know it is it is definitely like definitely encourages us to you know continue to like produce more exclusive content for the patreon and all that stuff so i just want to take a quick second and shout out our um you know our patrons uh, that signed up. Uh, thank you to Tracy, to Gregory Becker, to Corey Goldstein, to Katresha, to Chibbers, to Rick and Corey Reagan, Samantha Wright, Amanda Welker, David Cleveland, Mike, Lindsay Jonas, Nathan. Thank you guys so, so very much, uh, you know, for supporting the show. And we invite, you know, all of our other friends around the world to, you know, come on to the Patreon, patreon.com slash two men in the mouse. There are various tiers ranging from $3 a month to $50 a month, all with different levels of exclusive content, whether that's podcasts, whether that's video stuff. Uh, right now we have up there the audio track of us doing commentary on the Full House Goes to Walt Disney World two-parter. Uh, we also my favorite. Have, yeah, and we also have a video of us watching it. So you get, like, the video of the Full, of full House plus us, you know, and our, and our comments about uh, Joey Gladstone's weird trip down, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever – trip he was taking um you know we also have a f the first episode of our uh exclusive patron only show uh which is actually free for everyone so if you if you go to patreon.com slash two men in the mouse you can get that first episode of the patron show 100 percent free just as kind of like a little preview to see um you know if you guys like it if if the, you know you like the more unplugged kind of style uh if this is something you want to do and also of course our exclusive Two Men in the Mouse Facebook group, and to our patrons that have not joined it yet, I was sending everybody the link via like messages on Patreon, and then I realized that people probably don't check those, so uh, they are now all sent via email. So you should all have the link in your email. Uh, but that group has been pretty fun so far. I mean, you are all yeah. over it. Well, you know, this is what I do. I mean, I, it's not what you do actually, which is no. why I'm like really surprised by it. You are the most social media illiterate person i know and you are just having conversations with listeners and you are like all over it 
I like talking to people. Yeah. No, you definitely do. And, and you know, <laughs> so it, it's it's definitely, uh, you know, getting you to like teaching you how to use Facebook was was interesting. But there you go. Yeah. You know, they, a lot of people, um, they saw the um, the the pictures that the picture that Cat uh, and Jason took with you when they visited Rogue Comics, plus seeing like the videos on because people no a lot of people didn't know what you looked like. Or that I was even real. Yeah. A lot of people thought you were a voice that I do. Uh, but the um, yeah, they are all like really surprised at the long hair and long beard. Well, you know that changes though. It's so funny. Well, like, it hasn't uh, changed in a long time though. Yeah, honestly, pre- since COVID, I pretty much like you know my hair. Like I haven't really gotten like a haircut, haircut. You, but but I remember you used to you used to grow the hair and the beard out, and then you'd cut it all off right before Disney trip. Yeah, and then when yep. you got back, it all it began again. It's funny. I think my wife and my son want me to just cut it off before this Disney trip, but uh, I have to. I don't. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, again, so yeah, we have that stuff up, and you know, there's also exclusive merchandise for patrons. Everything from stickers to mugs to t-shirts to hoodies. So, uh, you know, join us over at Patreon.com/slash Number Two Men and the Mouse. Patreon.com/slash Two Men and the Mouse. Um, and that's all the commercial I'm going to do for this. I don't want the, I don't want the main show to just become like, uh, come to our, our Patreon, you know, thing. So thank you to everyone who subscribed. If you're thinking about it, we welcome you. Uh, and now let's get on with the show. Are you ready to uh, enjoy the show? Yeah. Yeah. Ready to dive in. Uh, for, for our Disney foodie friends. Also, I wanted to just point out, uh, we, I launched a new, uh, Morty Monster video, which is the top eight snacks in the Magic Kingdom, under eight dollars. That's that's a great idea. That's what that's a series that we're going to be doing on Morty Monster at YouTube.com/slash Morty Monster. Uh, I want to do one for each park, and then do like a general like the top eight snacks in all of Walt Disney World under eight dollars. Right. The original idea was top five snacks under five dollars, and then I learned that they there are no snacks under five dollars. But it's not we. I didn't. My whole thing was I didn't want to do like Mickey bars and popcorn and churros because like everybody knows that those exist. I, I did like chili cheese fries and cinnamon sugar donut holes and the haunted mansion milkshake and uh, you know stuff like that. So I was trying to think a little okay. more outside the box. Like I didn't. I do saw. D- in, I saw in your picture of the haunted mansion milkshake. That you had the straw, yes, in the milkshake. Well, it comes with the straw in the milkshake. Yeah, but I mean, they will happily give it to you on the side, like like I got it. I mean, it's a paper straw, so I'm not saying you had to save it forever, but maybe. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even think to ask for it like that because I wanted to get like the picture with the thing in there and the donut. I get and all it. That. You know, I gotta tell you that haunted mansion milkshake. I mean, it was good. I didn't love it. Love it. No, it's a one-time thing. Yeah. Uh, the blackberry ice cream was definitely interesting. That's not really a flavor that I've encountered a lot. I actually like that, but I like blackberries a lot. So. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy blackberries also, but the uh, – I don't know. It, it was very thick. It was hard to drink it through the straw. Like um, – and the donut, I didn't like the donut. Yeah, I didn't think the donut was good. I was like, ooh, chocolate glazed donut. This is going to be great. And then I was like, oh, all right, okay. Uh, but, you know, Morty Monster is not going to, like, take a bite of something and be like, because, like, I did enjoy it. But, you right. know, um, I, and, but, like, instead of doing the, you know, the orange swirl, formerly citrus swirl, I did, like, the orange swirl float. Instead of doing the Dole Whip, I did the pineapple upside down cake. Like, I wanted to do more outside the box things. 
Right. So, uh, now, one thing about Orlando recently, it has been ungodly hot. I've heard that. I've, I, I heard it looks like it's going to be for a little while. Yeah, when I went to Magic Kingdom the other day, because, like, I work from home, so other than, like, taking, uh, you know, Taz the Superdog out for, for his walks every once in a while, it's – I don't have to go outside very much. And so, like, uh, since this move, I haven't been because I've been so busy with everything. When I went to Magic Kingdom on Friday, I went by myself just to film. I was dead by the time I left. It was like – the air was like being hit in the face with a blowtorch. So, huh. yeah, it, it was bad. Like, it, it started to get to the point where I was just, like, going from air conditioning to air conditioning, which is why this week we're doing our, the e-ticket attraction that we're doing, which is, like, various ways to beat the heat in Walt Disney World. Because, honestly, I think at this point it's a safety issue. I, but listen, I get it. I was My third trip ever was August of 1999, and I pretty much swore off going in that weather ever again yeah and partially because i got really sick yeah i mean i have friends that uh you know, friends that are born and raised in florida who i've seen pass out in the park yep like, i believe it we were on the we were on the twinings tea tour at flower and garden i was with like a big group of friends and then all of a sudden i just hear like a thud behind me and i just turn around and one of my friends is literally on the ground well, that's terrible like, just passed out from like heat stroke um yep. And and by the way, folks, Disney is not going to let you walk away from something like that. They are going to sit there with that, you know, like every manager and every like, you know, supervisor was coming down and the EMTs came down and, you know, they got to they got to make sure you're OK. Like, Here, sign this. <laughs> yeah, it is. A, it's a scary situation. All right. Ready to get into the news? I would love to. We don't have a lot of news categories. Uh this week but we do have a decent amount of news a lot of magic kingdom news oh good i mean that's like the best right? yeah mostly like centered around halloween because uh not so scary started on the 10th which coincidentally was the day that i went to film so ah i had that moment that was like like have you ever had a moment i mean you probably haven't because you plan so like obsessively but i feel like a lot of people have had this moment where they're like okay today's gonna be my magic kingdom day and then you get to Magic Kingdom and you see the sign that's like Magic Kingdom will close promptly today at 6 p.m. Right. Because I you, can imagine that that's a bummer. Yeah. Because you, and when you're local and you go on a whim, it's it, you know, it happens a lot more because you're not planning out as much. Right. So, yeah, that's happened to me quite a few times. Uh, so ready for the news and the news, by the way, uh, brought to you by our good friends over at Away With Me Travel. Uh, Justin from DDP Today podcast. Uh, and his crew over at Away With Me Travel, just top-notch service, guys. Uh, check them out because you will not be disappointed with the work they put into this. All right, so worldwide news. Now, I don't like to focus on, like, you know, negatives or, like, how the company's doing. But I, I did think this was kind of interesting because it kind of goes along with something I was talking about. So Bob Iger was recently commenting on the decline in attendance at Walt Disney World. Okay. Now, let me tell you something. I, I've always been – like, I have friends that are like, uh, oh, yeah, you know, nobody ever goes to Galaxy's Edge. It's such a failure. And I'm like, I'm at Galaxy's Edge literally right now, and it's packed. So I, I haven't – other than my first trip, which was when uh, – remember when Galaxy's Edge was a flop? Yes. Remember that? Yeah, the big flop. Um, I've never been there, and it hasn't been packed. Look, was, was the Galactic Star Cruiser a flop? Absolutely. Right. But, but, I mean, like, I feel like lately, like, the flop of the Star Cruiser is being carried into Galaxy's Edge. And, look, do I think it was a mistake to 
to cement it into a very specific time frame, absolutely that was a mistake. Yeah, listen, I, I think a lot of it's a mistake if you're really having like a conversation about it. But I think the fact that Star Wars is so strong that even the mistake is going to be packed all the time. Yes, absolutely. And, and listen, the newest thing is always going to be packed. The Ratatouille section is always packed in Epcot. Yep. And, and Which is a nice ride. Yeah. Of a movie that a lot of people didn't really like. <laughs> right. I feel like there's kind of been a renaissance about that movie in recent years, but I mean, when it came there out, I think has. we were all kind of like rats touching food. I kind of don't want to watch that. Like, yep. All right. So Bob Iger used his opening comments in the Walt Disney Company's earnings call to comment about the declines at Walt Disney World. He noted there has been a softer performance at the park uh, since the prior year, coming off what he described as a highly successful. 50th anniversary celebration. As previously mentioned by Iger, he said that as post-COVID pent-up demand continues to level up in Florida, local tax data shows evidence of some softening in several major Florida tourism markets, and the strong dollar is expected to continue tapping down in international visitation to the state. Iger continued that Walt Disney World is still performing well above pre-COVID levels, 21% higher in revenue and 29% higher in operating income compared to fiscal 2019 adjusted for Star Cruiser accelerated depreciation. Finally, Iger said that Disney continues to see positive guest experience ratings in the theme parks, including Walt Disney World, and positive indicators for guests looking to book future visits. This includes strong demand for the newly returned annual passes. Now, I have been expecting something along this drop since the parks reopened from COVID. Because you remember like when it, I, I had said that like, I think you're going to see a huge influx of people that are going to be going nonstop because all the people who canceled their trips during COVID are going to now want to go. Right. And you're going to see, and, and that's exactly what happened. Once the parks were like fully reopened, you started to see an influx of people and it was very, very crowded, but now that's leveling off. And I think people are starting, are seeing that as some kind of like, you know, oh, parks are attendance is down. I think everybody just took their 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 post COVID hurrah trip, and right, of course it's, it it's leveling off. And but you know these things do come in, you know, peaks and valleys. The, listen, the parks are what's keeping the Disney company above water right now. Oh yeah, I mean they're they're always going to be successful. Yes, yeah. I mean like, so while business might be down, I but you know I think a lot can be said about the fact that I think during the Chapek era they kind of priced a lot of people out. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it, if you look at things like Magical Express and, and all the little things, yeah. I don't think anyone, you know, kind of kills your trip, but I think there are a lot of people who kind of got a bad taste in their mouth. But Magical Express, whole. Genie Plus. I mean, Genie Plus yep. was a big turnoff to a lot of people. Oh, we talked for years about what happens if one day you have to pay for FastPass. Oh, that's I know. what we have now. Yeah. <sighs> I, yeah, it's, it, it's a major bummer. And, you know, I, I, I'm personally enjoying the lighter crowds right now. Like, it was pretty empty when I went to film at Magic Kingdom. Not, well, it was 1,000 degrees. Yeah, it was 1,000 degrees. But, I mean, look, it, was it September 2009 levels of empty? No. Right. Definitely not. Uh, but also to keep in mind, the, the Florida uh, – Orlando schools restarted um, this past week. So okay, they go back in August. I'm really interested about going to Disneyland because I've heard Disneyland has not really had as much of a fall off. Okay, but 
I read something really interesting saying that the way that they have the new California like passes that there a lot of them are only good like Monday through Thursday. So I've been reading things that say Friday, Saturday, Sunday are actually like lighter than they should be. That's really interesting. Because a lot of people can't go. It is really weird. With the magic right? key. Yep. Or whatever they're called. So huh. I'm curious to see what it's like. Yeah, I'll let me know. Well, you'll do a full trip report once you're back. All right, so we have news on the newly renovated Haunted Mansion following its brief uh, closure that ended last okay. week. So the Haunted Mansion has reopened. Uh, it reopened late in the evening from on August the 10th. It was supposed to – so it was supposed to reopen on August 10th, but then it – like that morning the ride was still shut and they had to, you know – right. But that was also the first day of, of not Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, Mickey's not so scary, so they had to really, you know. So no Hatbox Ghost yet. However, there are curtains appearing at the installation location for the Hatbox Ghost. Uh, the animatronic has not yet made his debut. The curtain remains in place with work presumably continuing out of sight. Um, it does not come as a surprise. Most people believe that the Hatbox Ghost was not coming in this refurbishment. Right. Can I tell you, I, I thought about something after we got off the air about this hat box ghost okay and, and a reason why i'm really not happy with it if he was up you in tell? look if he was up in the attic like he is in disneyland fine but putting him there before madame leota wrecks the entire story of the ride i, I do get it because pre-madame leota you are only seeing like spectral spooky kind of happenings like you know yes like the well the, well, I mean, you got the hands coming out of the the coffin. The, the coffin. That's that's something. But right. you know, it's like the eyes in the wallpaper and the things are moving and something's floating. You don't fully see a ghost until she conjures them. Yeah, and I get it. But I mean, you do have the guy getting out of the coffin. So I mean, it is Yeah, something. I guess there is a precedent and there. And the doors are being pressed, you know, like yeah. people are going against the doors. Yeah. So it's more than just, you know, a shadow. Madame Leota has a new look, an updated appearance. Um, during the seance scene, she has like a new, like flowy hairstyle that like takes up the entire crystal ball. Oh, nice. Yeah. I do believe it is still the face of Leota Tombs. Uh, I doubt they would ever change that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I can't imagine that. Um, so uh, a lot of this during the closure, they were replacing a lot of the moving walkway belts at the load and unload station. Uh, repairs were needed pretty urgently, and the closure means that um, there should be better reliability over the not-so-scary party season. So those belts have been replaced and updated. Nice. The mummy figure has made a return in the graveyard scene of the Haunted Mansion. It is dressed in typical Egyptian mummy garb and is seen holding a cup of tea, and it's back. It was gone for a little bit. You know, that mummy is like somehow – I actually used to think it was really dumb – and didn't fit, and now it is one of my favorite things in the ride. Well, you know, in that graveyard scene, if you've noticed, there are ghosts from, like, every different culture, like, around the world. There's, like, a Viking ghost. There's a mummy. Yep. There, you know, like, and I think a lot of people don't realize that, and the mummy kind of stands out. So to some it people, does. it might be like, well, a mummy, but, like, if you really look at that place, there's ghosts from, like, every corner of the world. I, I think that's actually why I didn't like it. I thought it stood out too much, but... I absolutely adore it now. It just has totally grown on me. 
So, uh, as we all know, Tron Light Cycle Run is open for Not So Scary, but they are doing a virtual queue. However, this virtual queue is selling out in seconds. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, as expected, the virtual queue for Tron Light Cycle Run was full just seconds after it opened at 6 p.m. It remained open for five seconds before closing, giving partygoers precious little time to secure a spot on the Magic Kingdom's newest ride. So, if you thought it was going to be easier to get onto Tron Light Cycle Run... Uh, during the party, you are sorely mistaken, my friends. There, remember, there is no standby line, even during the party night. So when you join the virtual queue, you get a time to return, and then you can join the physical line after that. I've still only done that ride once. Yeah, I'd like you to do it again for me. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to. I've been thinking about it lately. I kind of forgot that it existed. <laughs> um, more nights are selling out for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Okay. In both uh, September and October. So if you guys are planning your trip and you have not purchased your not so scary tickets yet, it might be time to get on that. You know, give give away with me travel a call. Uh, so September fourth, twelfth, and October fifth are the latest dates to sell out. Here are the sold out dates thus far. Um, so let's see. August eleventh and fifteenth are both sold out. The eighteenth. And the 22nd and the 25th and the 29th are all also sold out. I think that means all of August is pretty much sold out at this point. Wow. September 1st, 4th, 8th, 12th, 15th, and 17th are sold out, leaving September 10th, 19th, 22nd, 24th, 26th, 28th, and 29th still open. Okay. In October, you have October 5th sold out and Halloween night, October 31st. That leaves the 1st, 3rd, 5th, 6th, 9th, 10th, 12th, 13th, 15th, 17th, 19th, 20th, 22nd, 24th, 26th, 27th, 29th, and November 1st still available for purchase. Oh, November 1st. Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they, they do that. Like So that, that means that they don't turn the park over November 1st yet. Right. right. They do it on November 2nd. There are new elements have been included in the Boo You Parade this year. Oh, anything good? Uh, yeah, actually a lot of cool stuff. Uh, okay. Guys, if you, if you don't want to be spoiled on this, then skip ahead a little bit. You've been warned. There are some Boo You spoilers here. Uh, all right. So the sisters are back. That is the Sanderson sisters. So Minnie, Daisy, and Clarabelle Cow are dressed as um, the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. I met, I met these awesome characters on the Disney Wish when we took our cruise, the ho uh, Halloween right. cruise. Uh, so now they are in the Magic Kingdom, and they are in the parade. So the trio is part of a new-look float that actually leads the parade, and this also includes Mickey, Donald, and Chippendale. But the Sandersons you, you are— You love Hocus Pocus. I do love Hocus Pocus. I didn't love Hocus Pocus, too. But yeah. yeah, I don't think many people did. No, it was kind of really lame. Did you see that Lego has made the house from Hocus Pocus? Did they? Yeah, that's a new thing. Is it like 300 bucks? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's beautiful, though. I don't understand these Lego sets and how expensive they are. Hey, people love it. So you notice uh, we mentioned Mickey, Donald, Chip and Dale, Minnie, Daisy, and Clarabelle, but no Goofy there. That's because Goofy is now at the Halloween hoedown float. It now features dancing scarecrows that leads Goofy, who is riding on the float. Uh, wasn't that the float that Clarabelle used to be on? That sounds familiar. Or there was like a chicken. I don't remember. But Goofy's in like a farmer's outfit. The villains have been unleashed. 
including Ursula, new to the parade this year. Wow, cool. Urs- the Sea Witch Ursula glides through the streets accompanied by Flotsam and Jetsam. So Flotsam and Jetsam are on, like, sticks. They're, like, ba- they're like the wavy, like, um, right. flags. But the Ursula looks really cool. Uh, Cruella DeVille also is arriving in a car, like an old-timey car, chauffeured by Jasper and Horace from 101 Dalmatians. Cool. Yeah. The Queen of Hearts uh, is also rounding out the changes to the Disney villains unit. She is leading her troop of playing cards, adding a whimsical yet foreboding twist to the experience. All pretty good. Yeah, I like giving. I like spreading the villains out. I mean, it looks like the, the, the Queen of Hearts is like right before the villains parade with like the band and all that stuff. Um, but I like spreading the villains out a little bit more. I never liked the fact that they were all just kind of like lumped into that one last float at the end. I, I did like that float, though. It is a good float. It was, it was very reminiscent of like an old school like uh, Disney snow globe. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I like that. So we have um, an exclusive popcorn bucket for the uh, – or or just as bucket. I don't even think it's a popcorn bucket. It's chicken fingers bucket. Maybe. It could be – or it could be for your candy for trick-or-treating. It is the mayor's car from uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and that is only available during the party. Ethan wants this thing so bad. You know, I am not a big Nightmare Before Christmas person, so, like, I, and I am a big popcorn bucket person. But, like, for me, this is just not, this one's not hitting. I love Nightmare, but I, I just, I can't go down the bucket road. Yeah, it also has um, um, Lock, Shock, and Barrel on there yep. as well. And the mayor. So, uh, and, uh, but if you're not going to the party, you can still get the Donald Candy Corn Sipper. During the day, I have one. I do yeah, have that I, thing's awesome. I have that one too, and I really enjoy it. Last year, you I know, they're actually They're actually making that into a Funko Pop. Are they really? Yes, yeah, so you can get the Donald as the candy corn Funko Pop and T-shirt. So I, of course, I had to order that also. Of course, you did. Yeah, the um, I, last year I got the Mickey as a mummy, and I got the Donald zipper. So oh, that's cool. I've got my Halloween, you know, stuff now. Uh, and, and you know, last year I did both the the Halloween party and the Christmas party, so I was able to get all those like exclusivey things. Uh, this year, probably not so much, especially after just moving. Uh, yeah, my okay. house is crazy for Halloween. It is it is very. Uh, there's a lot of Disney. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I might. I'm gonna look. Last year, the they had a popcorn bucket at um, Halloween Horror Nights last year, but I didn't want it. It was like just like the Frank- Sugar Skull. It was just Frankenstein. Uh, they did a Sugar Skull too. Okay, I didn't see that. I did get my first Universal Popcorn Bucket recently, though. Ooh, what is it? Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, cool. Yeah. If you – like, it's actually pretty cool because, like, when you wind the back, like, the wings flap. That's very cool. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I, I, I'm glad Universal's getting into the uh, the Popcorn Bucket game. They also have, like, a Minion one that I'm kind of considering. Hmm. I think that would be a perfect shape for one. Yeah, 100%. I do enjoy the Minions, so – I, yeah, they're fun. I know a lot of people. A lot of people don't like them. Man, a lot of people are very anti-minion. I'm not one of them. No, that minions are pretty fun. Yeah, we have an opening date announced for the new Epcot restaurant, Shiki Sai. Shiki Sai. When is it? Um, that is going to be coming on August the thirtieth, so the end okay. of this month in the Japan Pavilion. 
Coming up. The reservation details and full menu are still not available, however. But it is on the second floor. It replaces Tokyo Dining uh, right there next to Tepon Edo. So it'll be to the left will be Tepon Edo. To the right will be Shikisai. Uh, it also ha- will have a festive dining experience in a shareable izakaya style, complete with World Showcase Lagoon firework views. Nice. I definitely want to check this one out. Um, you know, I'm wondering how difficult it's going to be to get reservations. I don't think this is going to be a Space 220 situation. No. I think in the beginning it's going to, you know, be filled up, but... I think after a little bit, it'll taper off. Guys, Space 220 is like still really hard to get reservations for. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I still haven't been. I've never been into Space 220 still. It's fun. You'd like it. I can't say that it's like the greatest meal in the world, but yeah, it's, that's it's the a thing. fun environment. Like 90 bucks a head. I'm like, I don't know if I'm like, like if I'm but not going to enjoy the food. The food's not bad. As a matter of fact, when I went the second time, I actually thought that it was like much improved from my first trip, which was pretty early on in their right. run. Okay. At Disney's Hollywood Studios, we're moving on to that news. Uh, they're going to be hosting a D23 Gold member Ahsoka fan event. Saw this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is going to be on August the 17th, 2023, so just two days from this recording. Um, it'll be a day prior when this episode releases. So a limited number of complimentary tickets can be reserved at 6 p.m., uh, that was starting yesterday. It, you're going to get a private advanced screening of the Disney Plus series first two episodes of Ahsoka and park admission, uh, a one-day, one-park ticket. So there you have it. Ahsoka. Okay. Are they releasing the first two episodes of Ahsoka at the same yes. time? Okay. Yep. That means the first episode, nothing happens. <laughs> it probably is a lot of setup. Typically, typically that is what it – like, that's what it is. Like, in the – you know, when they release more than one episode, it's because, like, nothing happens in the first episode, and it's just, like... Seven. Yeah, they want to give you something to end possibly on from your first watching yeah. experience. Or That's why even... I think Andor, they released the first three at yeah. once. Yeah, well, because nothing happens in Andor. <laughs> right, I know. That's why I, st- I still haven't finished it. Uh, are you excited for this Ahsoka show? Very. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm a huge Rebels fan. I'm re-watching Rebels right now, actually, to get psyched for this. I just finished season one of Rebels yesterday, um, <clears throat> but I, I mean, I love these characters. I really, you know, and we're going to, uh, so the, one of the, the tiers on Patreon is for us doing the Geek Watchtower podcast, uh, which we're going to do once a month, and I am waiting, I think we should do it at like the end of the month, every month, just kind of like look back at like the month that was in, as far as okay. like geek stuff, um, and, and I wanted to wait until the first two episodes of Ahsoka had come out so that we could talk about that, obviously. Right. I am, you know, cautiously optimistic. I've been burned a little too many times by, by modern Star Wars. So I am... Uh, nah, this is this is 100% gold. I mean, look, these are characters that I already love, and they're being, they're, they're, they're being handled by the man who created them, who I have nothing but respect and admiration for. So I am, I'm all in on this. Um, I can't wait to see Ezra. I would love to see Ezra get his own series at some point. I really like Ezra a lot, but I don't think you're going to get Ezra until the last episode. Oh, no. He'll definitely be in way before the last episode. Oh, you think so? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I hope so. I also really want to see glowing blue Freddie Prince Jr. as Kanan. Uh, I don't think you're getting that. But no? I mean, I figured that would that would be like a have to, you know, 
I would love that, but I highly doubt it. Okay. All right. That's the news this week. All right. All right. You ready to shift gears and head into our e-ticket attraction of the week? And just think about being excruciatingly hot. Yeah, I mean, I could walk around outside for five minutes and then come back if you want me to really <laughs> That's a get great into idea. the move. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. It's time for our e-ticket attraction of the week right after this. This is Bill Farmer, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, it is summertime in Orlando, Florida. And take it from someone who's lived here for now eight years. It is really hot this summer. More so than any summer I've ever experienced. I mean, we're talking with the humidity, temperatures reaching upwards of 115 degrees. And you're playing an entire theme park day during that. I mean, that is not easy to do, Peter Mandel. No. You might look at the regular temperature and see, oh, in the 80s or in the low 90s. But with that humidity, that Florida humidity that settles around you like a dense fog, it feels horrific sometimes. So for not only the sake of your experience, but also your overall health, Pete and I decided that uh, we needed to talk a little bit about how to handle the heat in Walt Disney World. Now, Pete doesn't take his trips in the summer very often, but he has in the past. And as somebody who's had to navigate now eight summers and all of my childhood trips were done in the summertime months, uh, this is something that I've kind of developed a system around. So this week for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are talking about how to beat the heat at Walt Disney World during the summer. I mean, and not just during the summer, because there are other times that are hot, too. It's just right now we're getting like heat advisory warnings like pretty pretty often right you it is possible to still have a very positive disney experience even in 115 degree weather you just of course you just need to be smart about it and have the right mindset right our first bit of advice here is to stick is to stay away from anyone who walks around going how about this heat (laughs) (laughs) because that's the worst thing that you could do dennis leary has a word for people who do that who do that parents that are listening might understand what i'm saying uh but yeah uh, no our first uh tip here actually is going to be hydration and i and look i mean i'm marrying a registered dietitian she talks about hydration all the time and in disney it is so so important yep it's always a good idea to bring your own water do you, do you guys ever bring your own, like, water bottles? I don't. Or? I don't, but I know that I should. Yeah. So we have those, like, metal water bottles that, like, that are designed to, like, keep water cold, like, all day. Right. So we'll usually, like, fill it up in the morning and put, like, ice cubes in it also. Or, like, have water, like, from the fridge. And it stays cold all day. And let me tell you something. In the blistering heat, there's nothing better than cold water. Yeah, I agree. Now, of course, eventually you do like, um, you, you know, you finish it. So what do you do at that point? Do you have to then spend, you know, what is it, five bucks now for a bottle of Dasani water that has uh, that has sodium in it that only makes you more thirsty? Uh, no, that's not what you do. You uh, it is po- any any location that has a soda fountain. 
So I'm talking like when you order like a, a drink from there, they're not giving you a bottle of something. They're giving you a cup with ice and the drink in it. They right. can give you tap ice tap water for free. Now, is that normally how you get your water or do you use like water fountains? If that is available, then that is how I will get my water. I feel like a lot of times it's got to be hard. A lot of those places that have a soda fountain also probably have a line. They do, and you do have to wait in the line. That is typically my, my way that I enjoy it the most because, like I said, I like cold water. And right. there are a few water fountains at Disney that are mystically cold. Right. Like, but, I'm yeah, no, they're frigid. normally not. Yeah. And I think they're also not, like, crazy filtered, like the water fountains. So, yeah. I mean, getting it from the fountain, from, uh, you know, the – the soda tap is probably the best way. It's probably the more sanitary way, a better experience. But so in the Magic Kingdom, though, if when you are heading out, like past the turnstiles toward the monorail, just to the side of the express monorail. Uh, so if you're coming from the park, it is off to the right side. You'll see two water fountains. One of these water fountains is frigidly cold. It is, like, on a hot day like this, that is my go-to. Not even just to, like, drink from it, but just to, like, turn the water fountain on and, like, like put water in my hands and, like, splash my face with it. Right. Um, that one's really cold. And in Epcot, the one in the Canada Pavilion is, like, super, super cold, which I feel there's like a is... Pi- there's a pipeline to Canada? Yes, a pipeline to which... some, like, spring in Canada with, like, ice, like icebergs floating in it or whatever. But, yeah, it, those are the two that I kind of go to. Now, there are also water fountains uh, in more, like, newer areas that have the water bottle filling uh, mechanism there. I bet you're going to see more of that. I think anytime they're building a new water fountain now, you're getting that. Um, yeah. So in Epcot, as you head toward World Showcase, there's a water bottle filling uh, water fountain by those new restrooms that are right there. I mean, so right before the Canada Pavilion, like as you're coming from Imagination Pavilion, there's like that path. There's the playground there. It's where the Starbucks used to be over there, the temporary Starbucks. Right. There's a bathroom there, usually right across from where like that. Um, there's always like a food and wine thing right there. Like it was where the like the honey one typically is, where they were giving out the figment buckets the first year. That one right. has a water uh, – a water. I believe that one has a water bottle refilling station. Also, I believe you can find one uh, in Hollywood Studios in Galaxy's Edge. You could find it over by the restrooms in the bazaar area. Uh, I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. And in Animal Kingdom, I know the only one that I remember off the top of my head in Animal Kingdom is in the queue for uh, Flight of Passage. There's probably more that I'm not thinking of. I, for the life of me, I can't think of one in Magic Kingdom. But yeah, I don't know of any. Magic Kingdom also has a lot of places, though, to get that ice water. I mean, like, typically when I when I need to get a cup of ice water, I will go to uh, one of the two snack kiosks in the main hub. Like, on the other side of the castle. Right. And, and, you know, you can ask for two cups of ice water. Like, so typically I'll ask for two cups of ice water because they don't give you the big, like large soda cups they give you a small cup uh and, and i'll just take those and i'll dump them into my water bottle because it'll keep yeah it cold that's what for, i would do it'll keep it cold for hours uh so yeah hydration very very important and remember folks like things like alcohol dehydrate you yeah and soda is not really good for hydration either from what i understand no right? yeah, yeah not at all 
Yeah, so that Diet Coke might might feel good the, the first second you take your first sip of it. There's nothing better than, like, a super cold drink. Like, that first sip of that super cold drink, like, when you know you're dehydrated. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, hydrate and hydrate often. Pack water bottles. Uh, when I was a kid, I remember my parents used to used to freeze water bottles. Yeah. So, we would have, like, you'd have to, like, wait for it to melt. Yeah. It was always kind of a terrible idea because you'd freeze them and then, like, you know, you don't realize how long it really takes for them to melt. It was a, it was a solid block of ice. Yeah, you're, it's like a, it's just like a giant ice cube. And, like, they would put it – it would be, like, in a plastic water bottle, too. So it would be, like, not like one of, like, the crunchable plastic water bottles that, like – Right. Get, it would be, like, in a legitimate hard plastic water bottle. So you're talking about a block of ice <laughs> that's, like, four inches thick. <laughs> Like that's gonna you, t- you you better not be thirsty early. Yeah, I I have, a, I have a vivid memory of my little brother with like a big water bottle with like some kind of like lemonade or power or Powerade or something that was frozen. Yeah, like sitting there drinking it. By the way, I thought of a really like this is off topic, but I thought of a really fun idea uh, for a watch along on Patreon once we're like okay. once we've exhausted the sitcom things. All right, I have old Disney home movies. From when I'm a okay. kid, and the night, my especially my 1997 movie, Pete, it, it's painful. Like I'm a hundred, I'm a hundred percent in. I was such a little like, I, I can't even describe like how awful I was. <laughs> <laughs> like I would watch this, and I'm cr- like the way I'm like rolling my eyes at my parents, and like just being like this emo little brat. Like I will walk down that embarrassment with you. <laughs> Like, All right, I'm in. I, I will it'll, I will sit there on be camera. Like with a, it'll be a nineteen ninety seven Kevin Kessler roast. Yes, it basically will. It will be it will be <laughs> you and I just looking at, you know, at preteen emo Kev at right. twelve years old, just being the li- not wanting to do anything, <laughs> like having to like, uh, at one great. point we're at one point we're like at the pool at the at the Vistana resort that we were staying at. And like I'm sitting there like fully dressed, like like shirt, awesome. hat, like shorts, like not even a bathing suit, like like shoes, like sneakers and socks, like and I'm sitting there like with the biggest like angry look on my face because we're not in the parks. God bless your parents. I know. I, I even when I watched that back as an adult, I called like my father and I was just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, look, like. It was bad, but yeah. So we will, we will go through because I I thought of it because like the vision of my brother like drinking that thing that was from that trip. So that's great. Yeah. Um. Okay. So moving along, we have hydration. Obviously, very very important. Uh. So personal cooling items have become kind of a like and they always were a thing. Like I remember even on that 1997 trip, I had a cooling fan that I bought in the parks. I think it was Splash Mountain themed. And it was cool. like, yeah, it was like, so it was the fan, but it was attached to like a spritzy water bottle. Yep. So like you would spritz yourself in the face and then the fan would feel even like cooler. I really liked that water bottle. Uh, so personal fans and cooling towels. Now the cooling towels, I took the plunge on a cooling towel for the first time in line for the opening of Toy Story Land. Okay. So I'm in line and this line now stretched from Toy Story Land. All the way to the great movie ride or Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. Now. I remember you texting me a lot that day. Yeah. I'm, and like, there's no shade. I mean, you right. were just out there. 
And I remember yep. there was one of the the carts with like the waters and like the bubble, you know, the bubble guns and all that stuff. Bubble wands now. Uh, and I was like, huh. I kind of think I want that cooling towel now. I'm going to give it a try. So I bought a cooling towel and a bottle of water. I poured the water all over the cooling towel. It was a godsend. Okay. Have you ever used the cooling towel? I've never used a cooling towel. They did give us cooling towels when I was on my uh, the tour in Animal Kingdom. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I didn't like official need it. Disney it cooling towels, like the blue and the well, pink ones? Well, it's funny. They're not. They are just plain khaki-colored ones, but they made a big point of telling us they're the same exact one okay. as the Disney ones. So they just don't, don't have, have like, Mickey on it. Yeah. Uh, they're like, you know, to go go and take one. I you didn't want feel Mickey the need on to use it, it? You better. You better pay. It wasn't crazy, you know, hot, so I didn't use it. But uh, I know people who swear by the cooling towels. Now, look, if if you don't want to pay for the cool, I, I don't know what the cooling towels cost now. I would imagine it's upwards of ten dollars. I was thinking fifteen bucks, but that was just that was in kind my of head. where my head went to as well. I would assume it's got to be over ten, but under twenty. Right. Like if they're charging twenty five bucks for cooling towels, that's kind of criminal. <laughs> Only now they are. Yeah. No. You know what? I could see them charging twenty five or thirty bucks for it. But Only in August. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the. Um, yeah, they're they're really great. The other great thing is like you know personal fans have come a long way. Now you've got these, so I have this personal fan. It looks like a set of headphones. It sits right. around my neck, and you've got the two like where like the headphones would be. Um, those are fans. But then around the thing that goes around my neck, there's also fans. So you're literally getting cool air blowing on you from all angles. Now this has to be charged. Um, yep. it, but it lasts for several I mean if on high on full blast it probably lasts me like maybe four hours or so okay that's pretty good yeah and you could prob if you have if you have one of those like phone chargers that yeah, you I was can, just gonna ask how it charges I think you could probably charge it with one of those I'm not a hundred percent sure I've never tried to do that the fuel rod right because you could charge with a fuel rod and then when you need it for your phone just exchange it for another fuel rod right. That, by the way, one of the best things they've ever in, put in Disney was the fuel rod stations. Yeah, people like it. And the fact that they've kept it, at, like, replacement at no cost. Well, I believe there was a lawsuit about that, right? Was there? How so? Yeah, I think I think they tried to take it out, take out the at no cost, and all the, there was a class action suit about all the people who had already purchased it. Yeah, because I was— Thinking that they would be able to go there and use it. Yep. When I bought it, that was the thing. It was like you could always exchange it. But, like, Universal charges you, I think, like, three bucks or something like that to replace it. Right. Okay. So, yeah, these fans on Amazon, um, gosh, I don't remember what I paid for it. But I, I could not have been more than 20 bucks. All right. Uh, air conditioned. So, air conditioned buildings. Like, I've always said that, like, the summertime in Florida is, is just running from air conditioning to air conditioning. Right. With these brief, like, you know, moments of uh, – it's there's, there's this level in Mass Effect 2 – where you're on this planet with an unstable sun and you have to like run from like shade to shade because every time you're in the direct sunlight, it starts to like hurt you. Okay. That's kind of summer in Florida, especially yeah. right now. There are buildings that I feel are colder than other buildings in Disney world. Have you ever noticed this? That's a hundred percent true. You know what building is like the Arctic circle? No, wanna... please tell me the hall of presidents. Oh, nice. Not even in the theater. 
if you just walk into that lobby, yeah, it I is do remember this. The ultimate cool off destination. I mean, I don't know if maybe it's just that like Liberty Square is like really really hot all the time, but for some reason, man, when I go into Hall of Presidents, it is like I'm wondering sometimes if like maybe it's not as popular of an attraction as others so like they put the air conditioner on like 50 <laughs> to like urge maybe. people in the door to like Oh, you or know, maybe well, the door doesn't open enough that uh, maybe. you know the the hot air doesn't come in. Maybe, but you know what? There are you should always plan your day around shows to avoid the heat. So I mean, like by that I mean don't go, don't say to yourself, "I'm in your like your your touring plan or whatever." I'm going to go on Big Thunder Mountain, and then I'm immediately going to go right after that onto. You know, uh, I would say Splash Mountain or Tiana's Bayou Adventure or something else that's outdoors. Like I'm going to go right Right. to Tom Sawyer Island right after Big Thunder Mountain because that's a lot of time out in the heat. Right. So I would say go Big Thunder Mountain and then be like, I'm going to go to Pirates right after that. Or I'm, you know, like something inside. So you're running from air conditioner to air conditioner. And And that Pirates queue is so nice and dark. It is dark. It's cool. It's it's one of those like you just kind of like lean against like the cool wall sometimes in there. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, I'm going to tell you what I feel should be cold and is never cold enough for me. And I'm curious if you do it in the summertime, if it's, like, way colder. Okay. Parasol progress. Should be way colder than it is, probably. I'm always in there, and I'm telling you, every time I make a note of, like, wow, it is, like, not cold in here. I don't think they, like, put any work into that building ever. <laughs> I get it, and it moves, and I, I understand. But it's, it is really not chilly in there. I really want to do a Morty video, by the way, about Carousel of Progress, about the, the age-old question about whether it's a show or a ride. That's great. Because technically you are moving. You are in like a ride. Ve- is the theater technically a ride vehicle? Yeah. I, I mean, just gut feeling, I would say it's a show, of course. I mean, it has all the 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 glitz and glamour of a stage show, but I don't, I don't know. We'll see. You know, I get it. Okay, so... <clears throat> Um. Oh, and Mickey's Philharmagic, great place to cool off. Uh, you know, another building that's always really, really cold is the American Adventure. Oh, yeah? That is one of my favorite spots to cool off in Epcot, especially because it's halfway through World Showcase. So, you know, you've, you've now gone halfway around the world, and usually in the summertime by this point, you're like, oh, my goodness. Right. So hop into, hop into there. Maybe you'll be lucky enough, and the Voices of Liberty will be there for you. And, um, you know, listen to the uh, – or go go watch the show. It's like 45 minutes long. So it's like a big break in your day. You know, Guardians, you know, Remy's. I mean, they're, pretty much every attraction in Epcot is indoors except for like that one little stretch of test track, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Epcot, it's, it's kind of easier than most to beat the heat. Animal Kingdom is probably the hardest. I mean, it seems that way. Well, even because like you're like, okay, well, I'll go on Flight of Passage. That's indoors, right? But then like if you're in the standby queue for that – you're outside yep. still for a really long time. Yep. In the queue for, um, you know, the Navi River Journey, I mean, that is you know, on our list of worst queues in Walt Disney World. <laughs> it really it's, is. It's pretty terrible. The you know, outside the whole time and just, ugh. Uh, Kilimanjaro Safari, also not a fun queue to have to wait in. Nope. Yeah, I think that's part of Tough to be a bug, though. I mean, like, also, like, not a, it would not be a fun queue if you had to actually wait outside for it. But like if it was long, you mean? Yeah, like when do you ever have to wait outside for tough to be a bug? Like you right. never do. Uh, the dinosaur queue, 
is typically pretty good. It's rare that that's outside. Yeah. Man, that's I feel like Dinosaur has just kind of like been kind of like the forgotten attraction of Walt Disney World lately. Have you felt like that? Uh, listen, I I am a believer of dinosaurs on the way out. Yeah. And it really makes me sad. It makes me sad too because I like that. I haven't done it in so long. Uh, maybe maybe I'm part of the problem there. Because I'm just not doing. That's it. always a uh, that's a must do for me. Yeah. Is, is Pete's must do Disney? You like and the, that you is like definitely the new Stacy. Right. I miss her. <laughs> now in like the hotels, it's like, it's 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 like you. It's basically like influencer families like walk you through it instead of Stacy. Right. Plan your meals accordingly. I mean, like, look, the hottest part of the day usually what between like noon and like two o'clock. Like two o'clock probably would be like the worst. Maybe that's when you have lunch. Maybe that's when you make a reservation to go to Liberty Tree Tavern. Go to, uh, you know the um. What do you call it? The I almost said Skipper Canteen. It's the place in Animal Kingdom that I like. The the Navi one. Oh, so Tuli um, Canteen. So, yep. Yeah. So go to Tuli Canteen. Uh, you know, maybe don't go on a really hot day. As much as it pains me to say this, to like the barbecue place, Flame Tree Barbecue in Animal Kingdom. I mean, that's all outdoor seating. It is covered, but I know what you're saying. But you like you want to sit in the AC like at that point. Right. So yep. Columbia Harbor House. Great one is Columbia Harbor House. Yeah, yeah. Especially Pushing like upstairs. you know, go go to the second floor. Nobody really knows the second floor is there. Like yeah. when I, when I was filming with the the milkshake, the Haunted Mansion milkshake, the second floor was like empty. I was the only one up yeah. there. Which when you're filming a vlog with a puppet, like you look for those empty <laughs> spots. <laughs> you you kind of seek great. them out. But yeah, plan your meals accordingly for whenever you think it's going to be the hottest part of the day, where the sun is the highest in the air, where it's beating down on you. Those are the times where you want to get out of the sun and, you know, just bask in the coolness. You know, have a, have, have a nice beverage, have a meal, take your time, you know, wait out the sun a little bit. Also, you know, typically at some point in these summer months, you're getting a thunderstorm. Yep. Usually between 2 and 4 o'clock. Uh, but you know what? To some people, that thunderstorm might even be refreshing on a day li- on days like this. I know, like, there have, uh, been, there have been times I where, like, that. when it starts pouring, I'm like, okay. I mean, like, when I'm there for Not So Scary and it poured the whole night, I was like, no, this isn't good. But, yeah, other than that. What I mean, do you ever plan your meal? I mean, you don't really go when it's super hot out, but do you ever like plan your your meals like for those times of day, like garden grill? I'll, I'll tell you what, I did this in reverse when we were there, and it was freezing cold. I mean, literally right. freezing cold. Uh, you had to do almost the same thing. You could not just be outside standing right. on lines the whole time. So I remember we kind of had like a like two thirty impromptu snack. At Electric Umbrella. Right. Uh, because it was so cold, we kind of needed to go inside yeah. and just get something warm. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, also, like, at Epcot especially, you've got these areas where, you know, like the land – the pavilions, the land pavilion. You can go in the land yep. pavilion at, like, 2 o'clock when it's the hottest out, and, I mean, you could spend a couple hours in there. You know, you have a garden grill reservation. Then you go on Soren, Then you go on Live With the Land. Maybe you – Grab a beverage over at um, uh, Sunshine Seasons. Like, you can do a lot 
in the land pavilion during the hottest part of the day. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, back when the Wonders of Life Pavilion existed, you could do it there, too. But, you know, also this that might be a good excuse to go on a ride like Soren that typically will have a longer line because it is you're, you're waiting in line in the AC. And, you know, like if you're going to if you're going to spend an hour on a line, make it like two, three o'clock. Yep. It makes sense. Yeah. OK, so start your day early would be my next big tip. Now, you know, yeah. I know you. You're a rope drop guy, and and you know, on like a trip, I would be a rope drop guy too. But the other great thing about rope drop is not only that you can get on attractions faster, but you are in a time of the day where, I mean, like it, you're, it's the le- it, it can be it's pleasant, slightly cooler. Yeah, yeah. It, it's pleasant during that time. I always think you, you know, I always call that first hour your damage hour because that's when you get the most damage done. Yeah. You know, you try and knock out as much as possible. But really, it's it's the first two hours you get a lot done. Mm-hmm. I'm also a big proponent. Listen, if you are, you know, on trip and it's crazy person hot outside, you are going to want to take a lot of pictures in those first two hours. Yes. If your wife is anything like my wife, she does not want you you know, telling her to oh, stand over here and let me take your picture at three o'clock in the afternoon when uh-huh. we are now like literally drenched in sweat. Yes. So and it doesn't make for I, great pictures when everyone's red faced and glistening. Right. So I always take a ton of pictures in that first hour and try and bang out as many rides as possible. I think that's a fantastic tip to take all your to take your pictures early in the day or or yep. in the evening. Nighttime yep. pictures are great. Wait till the sun goes down. Yeah, of course. I th- I'm not saying don't take pictures during the day. I, I just I wouldn't expect much at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I I hear you. Uh, you know, lottery. And, and if you are staying at a Disney resort and you have those extra, I they don't call them extra magic hours anymore. I don't think, but I, I don't remember what they call them. But if you're if you have early access to a park, take it. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's going to be even better for you. Uh, next tip is wear sunblock. Now, sunblock doesn't keep you cool, obviously. However, uh, sunburn on a trip like so you if you go out that that first day on a week long trip and you get your your face, your arms, your legs, the back of your neck, if you're bald, the top of your head. I mean, you if you are a lobster by the end of that day, the the rest of this week is going to be bad for you. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Sun look sunburn stinks no matter where you get it, but it's worse in Florida because I mean, first of all, you know, it's a, first of all, bad sunburn is a health hazard. I mean, it's, you know, yep, a really bad health hazard. You can get skin cancer and whatnot. But the other thing is in Florida, you know that feeling like when you get in a hot shower and you have sunburn, like after like, like you just get that scorching burn. Yep. In the dead of Florida summer with a sunburn, the humidity acts the same as hot water to a sunburn. And you are – it basically feels like you something is putting heat pressure on your sunburn all day. Wear sunblock. Makes sense. And also, yep. folks, pack sunblock because do not buy it. Do not tell yourself, I'll just buy it at Disney. No, 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 no. They're going to charge you 13 or 15 bucks for, for a thing of sunblock. Get also it? in the same vein, possibly a hat. Yes, and I say that because my daughter, who has long hair, of course, uh, was just at a party and out all day in the sun in the pool, and ended up like getting sunburn on the top of her head where her hair parts. Yeah, 
and was uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I of course. So. And I mean, I can imagine having to be out in the sun now for the rest of the week. Also, if you're on a Disney trip. Yeah. But so sometimes a hat is helpful. And look, I know they might not be the greatest like uh, fashion statement in the world, but a bucket hat goes a really long way. <laughs> you know, I'm actually really disappointed with Disney's hat game. Yeah, you know, I like recently I was like, I think I'm going to start wearing a hat like, you know, just here and there. And I, I bought like a nice like Mickey hat, like just like a regular like baseball cap. Yeah. Yeah. I There was not a lot of like great no. options. You know, they used to have really nice, just plain hat, like super understated yeah. white or black with like a Mickey on it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of that is gone. I don't know what's going on with the hat game in the last five years, yeah. but it's definitely decreased. I remember I used to do I used to rock the bucket hat on uh, yeah. summer vacations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just good. It's just good. for. It's like a beach hat, you know, like it's, you know, yeah. or, or ladies like the floppy hat, like the nice wide yep. brim floppy hat. Uh, those could those are a lifesaver. But, yeah, don't buy your sunblock at Disney. Uh, now, also, they've you know, if you get there and you realize, oh, no, I forgot sunblock. Do not fall into the trap of buying it at the gift shop at your at your resort. You can now go on something like Uber Eats and you can order like items from like a Walmart. So you can order sunblock and maybe some like little snacks that you want to get and have it delivered to your resort. So don't fall in the trap. Don't overpay. I mean, like I said, 15 bucks. It might actually even be more than that. Part of me. That's uh, interesting. I, I, I don't <coughs> I don't remember for sure. So I don't want to say this is a fact, but part of me remembers like forgetting sunblock on a Disney trip and having to spend like thirty bucks on sunblock. No, no. Maybe maybe that's just how it was in my head, but it was ludicrously expensive. Okay. For a thing of sunblock that I could get for five bucks at CVS. Right. And you know what? And and this is this is where I get annoyed with companies because, and, and you know we like to stay positive, but I'll 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 gripe here a little bit. You know, I obviously if you make it to Orlando and you're staying at Disney, like within the Disney bubble, you need sunblock is not a nice to have thing. It is a thing you need. Right. And so they jack up the price because you need it and because they can. So, yep. OK, moving along where sunblock uh, splash zones and cool down stations. So there are. Great splash zones and cool down stations in Walt Disney World, especially for the kids. Oh, I, yeah. I, anytime I see kids there, I'm always like, "Oh, good!" Like, you know, kind of makes me happy. Yeah, they're they're still having fun. This is not something that's taking away from their day. Yep. Same time, you're you're getting them cooled off. Yep. And um, so the one that immediately springs to mind is the um, Casey Junior area in Storybook Circus over in Magic Kingdom. That one's fantastic. Right. right. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, parents, like your kids in the splash zone, maybe you need to walk in and get them. You know, you can cool down as well. Uh, just right. pack. If you're going to be using these splash areas, just pack a change of clothes, like in a diaper bag or a backpack or whatever. Bring a change of clothes for your kids so that you don't fall into the trap, the trap that my parents fell into in 1997. Uh, while they had a 12 year old who was <laughs> griping and making their life miserable, they also had a two year old who um, ran amok in the former um, splash area of that was Ariel's Grotto. Back okay. Yeah. That doesn't it. exist anymore. But back then it existed. 
and my brother got soaked to the bone, and my mother had to buy him a whole new outfit in one of the <laughs> gift shops. So oh, d- don't fall into that, you know, that that trap. Uh, you know, another great thing to do in these instances are attractions where you get wet. You know, like uh, yep, right off the top of my head, uh, pirates, Tiana's Bayou Adventure, formerly Splash Mountain. When that opens up next year, Cali River Rapids. Cali River Rapids is the ultimate one. It's the ultimate. You get too wet. Yeah, I, yeah. Cali River Rapids is almost like too. Though, have you ever been on Cali River Rapids and not gotten wet? I haven't ridden that in forever because you, I just you get too wet on it. I have ridden Cali River Rapids and come out dry as the Sahara Desert. Really? Yes. Wow. One time it happened. One time, and it okay. was it was the preview night. For like nighttime Animal Kingdom. Okay. And it was just me and my friend on there. We were the only two people, and we came off that ride, and we had not a drop of water on us. They must have had the water turned like really down. <laughs> now you want to talk about a ride where you get excessively wet? That's just like that. You head over to Islands of Adventure at Universal, and you go on Bluto's Bilge Rat Barge. I've done that also. I mean, look, that ride is like if you happen to to somehow make it through without getting wet, you go under a waterfall. Yeah, I actually really like that ride. Yeah, oh, I love that ride. That ride's fantastic. I'm just at a point now where I often don't want to be like soaking wet when I'm in the parks. But you know, uh, that's where our change of clothes comes in handy. But it also, um, Popeye, like right outside of Popeye, right outside of Jurassic Park. They have these like people dryer stations in Universal, yep. which yep. I mean I think are a ripoff. They used to be five bucks. They're probably more now. Like you have to like pay to dry off. Right. Again, it's like a we know we have you kind of thing. So um, SeaWorld has Infinity Falls. That's a that's a great watery ride. Uh, okay. So you know there are these rides that you can go on that will cool you off. Of course, you know the wait time on a Cali River Rapids on a day that's 115 degrees is going to be longer than like you know Flight of Passage probably. Right. Uh, that's true. So just know you're not the only one that has that idea, folks. Okay. Um. Another. If you're like there during, if you're there for a full week, and you know it's going to be a beastly hot week, maybe in the middle of July or August. It doesn't hurt to plan a water park day, even if it's just a half day. The water parks are not crazy expensive. They're not crazy crowded anymore. And it's a great way to just kind of like cool off. Um, so, yeah, if you if you have the ability to go to either Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon, I highly recommend it because, I mean, like I said, I was never a Disney water park guy and I've really come around on it. Uh, of course, if you're looking for a better water park experience, there is um, – Volcano Bay over at Universal. Um, and, you know, some of the Disney fans. Is, is that great? It's, it's fantastic. From what I've understood, it's it's fantastic. Like, okay. Like, there's no, you can't compare it to, to the Disney water parks, apparently. Like, it's interesting. Because Universal considers its water park to be its third park. So it puts a lot of effort into it. Right. Oh, can I tell you, my fiance will not go to Volcano Bay. And, there's, and can I tell you the really weird reason why? Sure. To get to Volcano Bay. You have to park in the Universal parking garage and take a bus to Volcano Bay. And then you take the bus back. And she does not want to be on a bus with a bunch of people in their wet bathing suits. You know what? I totally get it. Yeah. Like, that was her whole reasoning. And then you also have Aquatica over at SeaWorld, which is supposed to be a very good water park. 
right? The Disney water don't get me wrong, the Disney water parks are great, but Disney doesn't ever really like to update them or like add anything to them. They're just there. Like the, the reason they're still open is because like they don't even open both of them at the same time anymore. Right, no never. Yeah, it's just you out one or the other. Yeah, I think attendance is just not strong enough for them to ever really, really. I mean, I went the Saturday know, Memorial Day it. weekend and didn't wait more than twenty minutes for anything. Right. But there's nothing better on like a hot day than a lazy river. It does sound wonderful. I mean, lazy rivers are the best. Um, you bring it okay, and finally, my last big tip would be, no one to take a break, especially if you're staying at a Disney resort. I understand the mentality of I need to be in this park from from rope drop to close so I can maximize my day and get everything in. But if you want to take a break around one o'clock, go back to the resort, go in the pool, change your clothes, take a shower, poop. I mean, you know, like <laughs> things that you yeah, might... that, That's the biggest advantage of staying on property. Yeah, the pooping. In the summertime. Yeah. Not the poop, but like... <laughs> Just being able to go back to your room for a little bit. I mean, think about all those Disney parks are staying open later in the summertime. Yeah. You know, try and maximize those hours when the sun is down. And if that means going back to the room and resting for two hours, and I don't mean taking a nap. I mean, just recharging. Yeah. Is, that is the absolute way to do it. Plug in your devices. Go And look, yep. your resort, no matter what resort you're at, your resort has a great pool. Because even the value resorts have fan like. Those all-star resorts have great pools. I was always amazed. Like, just in my head, I never really thought of this as, like, you know, resting for the kids. But we would go back to the hotel, like, mid-afternoon. I would take the kids in the pool for, like, an hour. And in my head, I'm like, man, they're exerting all this energy. Like, they should be, like, just resting. But no, no, that simple, mindless pool time completely recharged them. Those were the days they were able to stay out late. Yep. Because, you know, they kind of had that downtime. Yeah, and so if you're gonna if you, so go get to the parks for you know an eight a.m. rope drop, stay until twelve thirty one o'clock. Go back to the resort, get to the resort maybe around like two, you know, stay at the resort from two to maybe five, two to four thirty, something like that. Yeah, go back for your dinner reservation. Then go back. Yeah, then go back. Go back around six when the sun's going down, or or at least yep. the sun is not like at its highest point anymore. I mean, it's not gonna get dark in the summer here until probably around eight o'clock anyway. Or you could go completely anti everything we're saying and assume that everyone is going to do this. Yes. And just go to the park from like two to five. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be sorely. You're going to be sore in a number of ways. If you do that. <laughs> like, it's going to be crazy hot, but you're only going to do it for three hours. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm always because you got to remember that, like what percentage of people, at a, in the parks on any given day, do you think are staying on property? That's a great question. I'm sure um, Disney has this figure, but I don't. I, I mean, it can't be like a lot, right? Oh, I would think it is a lot. Really? Yeah. You think it's like? But you're saying you think it's like more than how many half? people? You're saying are more than half the people in the parks staying at Disney Resort? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. I didn't. I thought it may be like thirty percent. No, uh, I don't know. No, dude, how many resorts are there? Twenty five. Yeah, I guess that's true. And they're all if they're all filled up. Yeah, I, I guess I could see the point of that. I mean, twenty five. There's probably I don't know fifteen hundred rooms at each. Yeah. Well, right? my point was going to be that like you know not everybody in the park has the ability to go back to the resort to rest, so it's not going to be empty. 
you've got locals, you've got people staying at other properties, you've got, you know. That's true. So, you know, they're there. It's never going to it's not like it's not like at two o'clock all of a sudden there's a mass exodus or anything like that. But you might be right. Honestly, if there's 25 resorts with 1500 rooms each, let's mm-hmm. say four people in each one, just averaging families. Yeah, that's one hundred and fifty thousand people. Jeez. I don't know. How many people do you think are in the parks a day? Probably 20,000. 20, well, I know like like Magic Kingdom maxes out pretty high, right? Like 100K or something. Probably. Right. I don't know. I guess it depends on when it is. Yeah, depends on when it is. All right. Any other uh, keep cool tips? I think we covered a lot of them. Yeah, I think we did. So, guys, you know, you got four parks. All of them have air-conditioned places. All of them have – you know what? One thing we didn't mention, like get some ice cream. Yeah. Even if you're lactose intolerant, take a lactate <laughs> pill. <laughs> Those lactates work. They do. They do. But take, look, Folks, look. We joke about, you know, like, like, you know, the, the uh-oh moment in the park, which we talk, which happens in, the, in Morty's new video. Um, <laughs> but bring some lactate pills to avoid the uh-oh moment. <laughs> That's um, great. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you do have the uh-oh moment, there are certain bathrooms that are better than others. <laughs> like, the bathroom on Main Street, like, right when you walk in, right by City Hall, never. Well, it's the first one, so it's when awful. everyone hits. It's awful. Yeah. Rapunzel bathrooms, what a pleasant experience that is. Yep. Rapunzel bathrooms are great. Uh, the ones in the in the U in the in the America Pavilion, really nice. You know, I'm willing to bet a lot of people don't even realize that those Rapunzel bathrooms are bathrooms because they just think it's some nice themed area. No, because they do all the stroller parking in front of it. Yeah. And then it's so themed, it doesn't really look like a bathroom. That's true. It doesn't. But it is the best bathroom in, in Magic Kingdom by far. It's pretty cool. Oh, another bathroom to avoid. There's the one, like, as you're walking from Fantasyland, um, in, like, you pass the teacups, you pass Cosmic Rays. Right past Cosmic Rays, there's a bathroom, like, right there by, by like, Cosmic, between Cosmic Rays and, like, Anti-Gravities. Okay. That one's gross. Uh, hmm, Don't power. like that one. If you're going to, if you, if you, if you need to go in Tomorrowland, the one down, the one back by Space Mountain's better. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I rate them all. What's your go-to bathroom? Do you have one? Like, in I don't really have a go-to. Okay. I feel like this is an entirely other show for an entirely other thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else you want to add? <laughs> no. All right. Well, um, that's gonna do it for two minutes in the mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you all of you for being with us on this journey for nine years now. I mean, it it has just been such a thrill for us. And now that we are bringing the show into a whole new era, it's just, you know, we love it. We love it. We love being here with you guys. And we hope you guys still love it. Yeah, we do. Uh, All right, folks, if you love Peter Mandel, check him out at Rogue Comics over at Cranford, New Jersey at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Or go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you are planning a trip, check out our friends over at Away With Me Travel. Our good friend Justin Suter over there at BDP Today Podcast uh, will take care of everything for you. And, of course, folks, for me, check out that Morty Monster YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Morty Monster. We are going to be posting at least twice a week. Uh, we're also gonna we're also experimenting with YouTube Shorts now as well, like trying to cut up some of the large, the longer videos into like reels and shorts and things like that for people. We're gonna be doing a lot more of that. I just got a 4K camera, so this newest Morty Monster video is oh. filmed in uh, high definition finally. Uh, so nice. yeah, I, I, I used to just film it on my my cell phone, and it just never looked 
as good as like the other Disney YouTubers. So I decided right. I need to bite the bullet on that one. And also, folks, my books, uh, the Ross and Annie series, available on Amazon.com under the name Kevin J. Kessler. Uh, my other books are you can be, can be found under the name Vincent Valentine. That's V-A-L-E-N-T-E-A-N. Um, and you know, you can find all my books there from my Haunted House series to uh, you know EMP post-apocalyptic stuff to um, you know I just had a new kidnapping mystery that came out. Um, so check them out. All right, folks. Uh, and, of course, if you want to support the show and get exclusive content and merchandise, check us out at Patreon over at patreon.com slash two men and the mouse. Uh, we have tiers for $3, $5, $15, $35, and $50 per month. Uh, each tier gets exclusive perks and, uh, you know, a lot more access, including that Facebook group. So check it out, folks. Patreon.com slash two men and the mouse. Number two men and the mouse. All right, Pete, that about does it for this week. Any closing words? All right, let's do it again next week. Let's a good time. It. Yep, we'll see you guys next week. Please, folks, keep the, magic of, keep the magic in your lives every day, and we will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away if you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us. This has been YDF Media Productions.